Welcome to the Mindwaves podcast, sharing positive news about mental health and well-being in Greater Glasgow and Clyde. In each short episode, we'll be bringing you insights, information and ideas from local people with something to say about mental health. Hello and welcome, it's Marie here. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mindwaves podcast. It's been a while since our last episode, so we're really excited to be back, even more so because of the fantastic feature we have for you on this episode. A few months back, I was lucky enough to meet with the folk from Clutter Chat, who are a Glasgow-based group, and they offer peer support and advice for anyone who has difficulties with chronic clutter. I met with Zem, who is an expert in all things decluttering. She's the founder of Clutter Chat, and she has knowledge from an academic perspective, but also from practical experience of helping people to deal with their clutter. And she was joined by the amazing group members, Barbara, Fiona and Grant, who have been going along to Clutter Chat and were generous enough to share their time and their own experience with us. So I think everyone will find this very insightful And we just had a lovely time with the clutter chatters. So I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it. So I'm here with Zem and Barbara, Grant and Fiona, all from the Clutter Chat group. So Zem, can I come to you first because you're the founder of the group. Could you just tell us a bit about what Clutter Chat is and why you got started Clutter Chat is a peer-to-peer support group for people with chronic clutter. And so chronic is really anything that lasts more than six weeks. So (laughs) if you go by the the medical definition. So it's really people who are just struggling to keep on top of all the things that come into their home and the things that they have. And how it works is by meeting up every week or every two weeks and people setting themselves little objectives for the next time you meet so there's a bit of sort of support and encouragement and ideas and chat and it's just the ongoing um the ongoing support great and um, can i barbara can i come to you as well because i know you've been involved for quite a long time so could you tell me a bit about how you got involved and what clutter chat means to you before Clutter Chat started, Zem was running Simply Clear workshops. And I went along on the first one of these workshops and were encouraged to build ourselves a plan of how we were going to declutter our homes or the particular bits that were giving us problems. And um, at the end of the day, I thought I could really do with some ongoing support. and. I mentioned that to Zem and it stayed with her but you know eventually there was somebody else who was on a Simply Clear workshop who said we really need to have some ongoing support and finally she took the bait and we started. So you're part of the reason we've ended up here today talking about Mm -hmm. it on the podcast. Um, And Grant what about you? What what does Clutter Chat mean to you? How did you get started? I'm a newcomer to the group. I've only been with them about five months. One day I was out having lunch and Zem and her team were out promoting the group and it just seemed like it came into my life at the perfect time. I'd recently had a medical experience where if you have a medical experience you start to think, oh no, what's happening with my life and things like mm-hmm. that. And I thought, 
I couldn't leave all this stuff for people to look at if I hadn't made it through. And from mm. there, I just thought, this has come to me at the right time. I need to get my act together and get things cleared up. Had a good start. Um, started progressing with little tasks. Got stuff. Had a bit of a dip. Haven't let it get bad. Just haven't done the tasks that I was going to do. But if you look back at the start five months ago, I've come on. So that's a positive thing. And also, I did do that decluttering for my mother and I know my mother did it for her grandfather and I'm thinking we, we have to stop it somewhere if I'm not here we want people to come in and go oh there's nothing here that's fine <laughs> thanks Grant what about, what about you Fiona? <clears throat> well I've had issues with clutter for many many years and I have used professional clutter uh, people well, at least uh, two or three times in the last 10 years so I can't quite remember how I came across Zem, but I tracked Zem down and invited her into my house. And one of the really helpful things was that she told me that there was this ongoing group. Because I think it's all very well to have someone come in, whether it's family, friends, whatever, to help you out. But often when you're living in the day-to-day clutter, you kind of need a bit of support. So I really welcomed the opportunity to go to this uh, fortnightly uh, clutter support group. And what I find is that, you know, it's great to know you're not alone. It's great that there are people that have had similar ideas uh, and are dealing with the same challenges. We all might be at different stages of that. Um, But there's just this little constant reminder. And what's been really interesting is that one of the women offered to set up a little um, WhatsApp group. So what we really do is that in between the fortnightly sessions that we share our experiences before and after photographs or our challenges about where are we going to get rid of black plastic coat hangers? I think we're very, what struck me is we're very socially aware of the issues about um, ecology and what, where do we put the stuff we don't want and I've been struck by that and what's wonderful is that Zem also comments, not only do we get peer support group but Zem will comment and come up with locations and she'll source and track down where to put the most obscure items that we all hold in our house. Can I tell I know this, is, this might seem like a really stupid question. But what what is clutter to you? What is what is clutter? What does it mean? Because I'm I suppose people think it's a mess. It's a bit of a mess. But but what actually is it in terms of maybe your lives or how you perceive it? I think that's an excellent question. Um, and clutter, the word goes back to the Middle English word clutter, which is a blood clot. So it's a blockage. <gasps> so clutter is a, a blockage, and so it's your stuff which is either blocking you or blocking people around you and so you can just see it manifest in your homes you're having to step over stuff or so for our work it's about releasing the blockages and so that they release you back into the flow of life as well and your stuff okay. so that's how I think of it for me for me it's a case of I like to buy things books oh, records clothes and there comes a point where I just don't like to part with them. I've read that book, take it to the charity shop. Those clothes maybe don't fit me anymore, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like to do that. So I have a lot of clothes, I have a lot of books, I have a lot of records and things like that. It's not to the stage of not throwing out your rubbish. Um, I'm okay with that. 
but I have a lot of purchases. Mm-hmm. So it's to do with buying as well, yeah, as well uh, as keeping. That's yeah. prob- I probably shouldn't be here, Matt. I should probably be at the buying group. <laughs> oh, don't give them another group to start. I think I, I think that's where my issues start at the buying. Okay, yeah, but that makes sense, doesn't it? Because we all have to get the stuff from somewhere. I mean, my clutter stems. Some of it stems actually from uh, relatives who have died. For example, my mother died and we cleared out some of her clutter. My dad lived on in the house for 15 years and then he died and we cleared out his clutter. Then I had my husband's mother who died and we cleared out her house. And in fact, last year my ex-husband died and I cleared out his house. So I still have lots of bits and pieces from all those individuals who were you know, important individuals to me in my life. And so what I've realised is then, you know, been dealing with that emotionally, is the emotional attachment I have to other people's stuff, other people who no longer living, living basically, and no longer part of my life, present life, if you like. But I find it really difficult to let go of that because of sentimental value. And there are also times when I have hoarded uh, magazines and um, I have, I also collect glass, so I have lots of Scottish glass, but I have so much of it I can't even get it into the shelves. And I have to be very careful that I don't, it's about ornaments and household stuff. Just because I like it and think it's beautiful doesn't mean to say I need it or should have it. What about you Barbara? What, what, does, what is clutter to you? Clutter is the stuff that's no longer moving it's got stuck somewhere I've just moved house um, and I've downsized and I'm now going to have to go through a whole lot of stuff Mm -hmm. because I have no more space for it so I have to make real decisions about what to keep and I bet moving house is stressful anyway it's Mm -hmm. like a big experience so imagine it's been must have been really difficult like for yes. you as well and it was really good to go to the last clutter chat meeting i was only able to drop in for a very short time and my last commitment was to keep going and the next task that i had to do was to try and sort out some of the spare room which has been the place where everything is dumped i had a plan I've got friends who are willing to help me. Um, I'm going to measure the room and the furniture and move round on paper where the furniture is going to fit. They're going to come and help move the boxes and the furniture and then we can unpack the boxes because there is no point taking stuff out of boxes until it's got somewhere to go. Yeah, and what kind of impact does it have on your daily life? Does it make your life oh, really difficult? Or? Yes, it it's really about uh, your ability to be sociable and invite people home. There is a huge. You wouldn't want people to come in. There, there, yes, there can be a huge amount of shame in inviting people back. The word we use is a chaos. Can't have anybody around syndrome. Over syndrome. <laughs> over syndrome, sorry. Can't have anybody over syndrome. And when um, we say that often, people go, aha, yes, that's me. But also some people, it, when we sort of start going, well, how we ask, how, how do you want your home to be? And some people 
don't want to have some people want to be hospitable and have friends around other people just want their home as a place to kind of sleep sort of recover go back out into the world and meet people outside so it's really dependent upon like what what so we work with um kind of what what that person wants yes because home can mean different i suppose it can mean different things to different Mm. people as well what about you can how does it affect you on a daily basis yeah on a, on a daily basis, there's always a constant worry that you're going to fall over something and break an ankle, which means that you'd be lying there trapped and you wouldn't be able to phone because you, yeah. your phone would be in the other room and you'd just you'd be found months later because you'd fell over a book of the month that was half price. And you thought, oh, that looks interesting. <laughs> um, sense of humour is very important. <laughs> and it might be a clutter book too. <laughs> well, it probably is. Marie Kondo broke my ankle. There's a bit of an irony, isn't it? Like, decluttering books. Causing more clutter. Then there's, Sam was talking about the chaos, can't have anyone over. Do you do this deliberately because you don't want anyone over? Mm. Is it putting up a barrier to having anyone over because you just want to continue living the life of a hermit? When you touch on deeper psychological issues, um, I think back to the time when I was growing up. And when I was growing up, I lived in a very untidy and cluttered house. Both my mother and father were collectors and collected all sorts of different hobbies and things. And I can remember coming back from school and having to even shift stuff off the sofa to sit down or having to clear a corner of a table, um, you know, to be able to sit down and have our meal at, at night. When I was married, I had a similar situation. Um, my husband said that I was the untidy one, and I would say, no, he was the untidy one, and we were both clutter clearers. And bearing in mind he worked from home, it, when we finally divorced and split up, I realised that we were both very untidy. So the whole pattern for me my whole life has been living with clutter. So for me, often it's about feeling quite comfortable and quite relaxed in clutter. But there is a complete other side to me where I absolutely hate it. And I feel very stressed living in it. And I also had a health problem a few years ago. And um, a, a, a serious health problem and said, I really don't want to have to my sisters have to deal with this and I too can't have friends over there's only a handful of people that come into my house and my best friends don't come into the house they know I live in a bit of a gutto I sometimes like to say it's organised clutter <laughs> but the reality is it's quite often unorganised and, and my sister does worry terribly because I do think for some of us our families worry about us and my sister also worries that I'm going to fall and trip on it mm-hmm. because the clutter can be up to my shins or up to my knees. I never actually thought about the health and safety element of it. I have to think that's not something mm-hmm. but that's a big real concern. And I think just to say that the fire service do um, come out and do free home visits mm-hmm. and you can ask for them in uniform or out of uniform. You can ask for to have a woman officer or a man So, and they'll come out in pairs. So it's you can get a free and you can visit. request that you can yourself. request that. Oh, okay. So if anyone listening to this is all worried that your home is a fire hazard, and they've done work with um, myself and other declutterers, so they um, they are very um, understanding and approachable, and it's for everybody's um, benefit. Yeah, and fear is one of the um, one of the motivators for people maybe coming to clutter chat or to start dealing with it because there is this real fear of either fire or also um, of falling over. 
and you know not being able to get the emergency services um, and and falling over alone yeah um, so the that idea of of being alone when you're very very um, hurt is not a nice thought yeah. you know I've got quite a wide social circle you know lots of people I think it's another thing that happens too lots and lots of people want to help me because they know about the situation they might have peered in the door or they might have heard about it from somebody else but you know it, it's got for me it's got, emotionally it's got to be the right person I don't want someone coming in who's saying oh we'll tidy this up in, in an afternoon where are your black bags you know I don't want somebody coming in saying oh this is ridiculous Fiona you've been living like this for years mm-hmm. you know I want someone to come in and say oh Fiona can, can I help you can, can I just stand by you um, well, I just hold the black plastic bag even while you just put the stuff in. And I would say, yeah, that's fine. And don't say a word and absolutely don't touch any of it. Mm-hmm. Because for me to be able to shift it all and clear it all, I have to be in control. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes these TV programmes that are on, it give a very false picture of, of some of the reality mm-hmm. of it. If you read the research, uh, much of which has been carried out in America, it indicates that in actual fact, if... if um, clutter clearers, whoever they are, whether they're good, willing minded family relatives or professionals go in and clear somebody's house in a week. In actual fact, particularly if it's their whole house in a week, um, the likelihood is it'll just all fill up again. And my belief is that um, you have to go at the pace of the individual and you have to ask the individual what is the most important things that you want to tackle. Is it your clothing? Is it that pile of magazines? Is it a kitchen that you can cook again? Is it, you know, a bedroom where you want visitors to come? Is it that spare room that we all use to put stuff in is it an attic whatever and that you have to go at the pace of the individual and uh, for me that's very important and I've lost a couple of friends on the back of that who thought that they were helping me out one of whom herself at clutter issues and so it's been a very salutary lesson for me about who who I want to have in my house and who I don't and professional clutter clears for me are very and Zem in particular has been is the top woman at the moment for me. What is helpful for you, Barbara? Because I know you've had, you've been to workshops, you go to Clutter Chat. What helps? I've worked with Zem on a specific project as well. And so, you know, I've used Zem in, in a number of different ways. The things that are important for me, as for Fiona, is I need to be in control. And that may mean that somebody who comes to help is only doing one specific job. But the fact that they've actually come and when I was moving house, one friend volunteered and I knew that she was a very bookish person. So she packed books on the bookcase and she was very good about labelling them because she drew the bookcase and the shelves that they came off and knowing that I would know sort of which books lived where sort of I knew which family they belonged to and the other person who helped me had worked in a china shop and I've inherited my grandma's lovely china with the gold rims round it and she packed that china for me so that it was all safe. 
um, and it was lovely and it's unpacked and in the cupboard now. Both times I had a great tea and chat with those people and they didn't sort of push me to let them do more because I wasn't ready and for me that's quite important. And Zem, so you you facilitate the clutter chat meetings but you do also have insightful moves, is that yeah. right? Have you got a process that you have to go through? Yeah, um, it starts just with listening. Um, what I call kind of intelligent tea drinking is what I do. <laughs> um, tea is very fundamental to my work. Um, and it's really about listening to what that person wants and enabling them and facilitating them and helping them see that, you know, if you just shift that, then other things will start flowing. If you just move that bit of furniture from there to there, and they're like, wow, I didn't see that. So it's that movement that Bar- Barbara it's was talking movement. about because things can stop mm-hmm. moving. And it's about giving options. So you could do this, you could do that, you could do that. And then they can choose. But I suppose it's options within a boundaries so that the whole idea is to get stuff out of the house. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is to have less stuff in the house. So those are the boundaries. Um, but within that, there's hundreds of options of where they can go. Right, okay. Um, and it's a, almost almost about giving them permission to let go. So if you've got someone else giving the idea of saying, yes, you are allowed. You are allowed to give that away. You are allowed to part with that. And some people just need that permission. Grant, I'm wondering, could you tell us a bit about what what is a clutter chat meeting? Like, so if someone's listening to this, what can they expect? It's, it's, it's a good support group. You've got a round circle of various numbers of people. Um, you start off by picking up pictures that Zem's already supplied that you then have to match how you feel at that moment. You talk through the pictures, you talk through the phrases, which are on cards as well, pictures and phrases. And you just say how you're feeling from that. Zem will ask some questions, the group will ask some questions as well. Um, end the group with tasks that you're going to do for next week start the group when you come back how did you get on with your tasks so setting goals so it's discussing your feelings setting your goals and there might also be a related subject which is talked about um, recently we had someone talking about is it we've done Buddhism yeah Buddhist yeah. cleaning Buddhist oh, cleaning, cleaning which was oh. absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. what is it what is that it's <laughs> <laughs> it fascinating um, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't like to upset people and have them say no you've got Buddhist cleaning all wrong. but maybe we could put a little link to it again on that there's loads of things but, on this podcast I might put a link because I think people are going to find it want to find out a wee bit more about some of the stuff you've all mentioned I'll, I'll keep what I took from Buddhist cleaning in my head rather than anyone sort of emailing us and saying that's nonsense <laughs> you just picked it up all wrong yeah oh, no. but the, the thing that we we heard in the talk about Buddhist cleaning was the the sweeping the floor every day it was about the regularity and um, one of our members um, uses a, a website which emphasizes regularity and has a particular format for setting those regular ways of cleaning and organising 
that work well for her. And she is an evangelist for this website. Others of us um, don't like to be quite so um, pigeonholed, frameworked in that way. She, she is liberated by that framework. I think some other of us, others of us would feel trapped by it. And it's how you perceive that you have to work with what works for you. And people have got their own goals. I'm quite interested, we've spoken about goals you've got with your own situation, your own mental health, your own home. Um, but what's the, in terms of goals for Clutter Chat, what's the kind of, kind of long-term goal? Because obviously it's something that is a support resource for people, a practical resource, an emotional resource. What, what's the next steps for Clutter Chat as an actual group? Um, yeah, very good question. So it began in 2014 um, and it was monthly. And just was it this year, it's gone weekly. Um, fortnightly. No, it's weekly, alternate venues. Yes. So yes. it's fortnightly. Yes. We've got, we meet ah, at the Quaker Meeting House in town, two venues. Um, so you can go every week, but it's two different venues. Um, and last year we started writing a constitution, which we've done, and we're setting up as a charity, as a Scottish charitable incorporated organisation, with the in a couple of intentions. Um, one is to have these groups copyable, so they can spread, so there can be more clutter chats, because people say, oh, I wish there was a clutter chat close to me. Mm-hmm. So clutter chat works very well when it's in a particular location, because you can connect with the charity shops, with the local resources, build a community. A lot of it's about community building. So at the moment, I'm looking at encouraging kind of facilitation skills within the group. So we have volunteer facilitators growing. So it's kind of quite an organic process, but with the aim of having more clutter chats sort of around Scotland and um, wherever they want to be seeded. Great, that's really exciting. Mm. And what's really important is that um, the theory of mentoring is that you learn best from the person who has just learnt to complete that task. So while we have benefited from Zem, who is a professional declutterer, we ourselves are good mentors for those who come after us. Brilliant. Because the person who has struggled with a task mm. will perhaps empathise and understand the struggles that the person they're facing is having with the task rather than somebody who always found it obvious where things should go in a room. <laughs> yeah. Like Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can, can I just go right if there's anything else you want to add about Clutter Chat, about... Um, your experiences we've maybe got like a minute or so each so Fiona I'm going to come to you first yeah and can I just say that I think that what we've shown today is that the different uh, reasons why we became involved in clutter clearing and clutter chat I think it showed you the different uh, objectives that we all have and I think that um, Barbara's highlighted the different approaches that we might have and one of my approaches to clearing has actually been to read books and what is the wonderful thing that Zem has at Clutter Chat is a di- is a library of various books that you can read and I would certainly say that one of my favourite books has been one called Stuff 
which has been written by an American researcher and it, it talks through a lot of uh, issues and research. And um, he then wrote another follow-up book called Buried in Treasure. I think Frost is the name of the guy. You'll, I'm sure you'll find that at the end of your the thing the link. But um, my what became really important for me was that my sister read it and my sister read stuff and suddenly could realise some of the psychological, emotional issues that I had about my clutter. Yeah. So it's not just about being untidy? It's not yeah. just about being untidy and being a bit lazy or can't be bothered. It's For me personally, and I can only speak personally, it's a very deep um, psychological issue for me and I'm working on it all the time and have been. And I might still continue to be till the day I die, but I'm happy to keep working at it. Brilliant. And Grant, have you got a message you'd like to get across about clutter or clutter I think chat? just my big takeaway from clutter chat was I found my passport after oh, something and a half years been missing. And that maybe means that I can go to see shows been recorded at BBC. I can go on holiday. I can get a new job because I can prove I can work oh. here. And sadly, the way things are going, I may be able to vote in the future because I've got a passport. Um, I'd also say that Marie Kondo is only really any good if your house is spotless anyway. She's a nice woman, but I don't have two cashmere jumpers. <laughs> I've got a load of cashmere jumpers. So it works for some people, but yeah. no, that, that's what we are talking about earlier. It's very kind of individual, well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's great about your passport. That's such great news. And Barbara, what about you? What's your message to people about clutter or what you get from the support you get at Clutter Chat? I hope that, um, I mean, I'm one of the trustees for the new charity and I hope that we will be able to uh, formulate what we do so that it can become a Scotland-wide organisation because I think I've got a huge amount out of this group um, and a huge amount of encouragement to keep going and that's what is the difficult thing is that it's a matter of keeping going. Yeah. Sounds like there's loads of energy and drive to make that happen, so mm-hmm. I've got no doubt that it's gonna happen somehow. Um Sam, have you got anything you'd like to say before we finish? Um aside from thank you very much. This has been really interesting, um, really interesting to have this opportunity to talk about ourselves. I think that one of the take-home messages that I'd like to give to people is um People are surprised when they come to Clutter Chat that actually quite a lot of it is about housework (laughs) and about keeping on top of things. They're like, I just thought it was about clearing out the clutter. And one of our phrases that we Mm -hmm. say in Clutter Chat is relax into the rhythm of regularly repeated routines. Relax. Like try and let go of the anxiety and relax and find the rhythms and the routines that work for you and just repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, and also that you're very lucky if you're listening in Glasgow, Glasgow, there's loads of, um, we're a very lucky city in terms of the support we've got. So um, we've been running a course at Strathclyde University in the future learning with a couple of other declutterers. There's Clutter Chat, there's um, a good handful, there's a new book that's out from a declutterer in Milgai um, on clutter clearing. There's quite a lot of resources. So if you stay in Glasgow, you're very lucky. It's a, it's a great place to live and to be. So, Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Zem, Barbara, Grant, Fiona, for joining us. It's been great. I hope that we can keep links between Clutter Chat and Mindwaves and work in partnership in the future. So thank, thank you. you all very much. Thank you. thank you. Thanks for listening. 
To make sure you don't miss future episodes of Mindwaves, why not subscribe to the show on whichever platform you get your podcasts and maybe even leave us a review. You can find lots of stories and information about mental health and wellbeing on our website www.mindwavesnews.com and you can also follow us on Twitter at Mindwaves1. Thank you.